Beloved in the Lord, good morning wherever you can hear me from. I believe God's grace is keeping you and sustaining you. I welcome you to the climax of our five-day prayer and fasting program that has been dubbed Days of His Glory. As we end today, I want to encourage you and assure you that the Lord has heard your prayers and that God will do a great thing among you. The Lord bless you this morning. Shall we pray? Most gracious Father, we thank you this morning. Father Lord, we are so grateful for the gift of life. We give you all the glory and adoration. It's been five powerful days of fasting and prayers, coupled with unadulterated word of God and fervent prayers. Daddy, we want to appreciate you this morning. We want to give you all the glory and adoration. Father Lord, we pray that as your word is coming to us this morning, May you speak to us according to your own will and knowledge. May you speak to us according to your own desire. Come and minister unto us, and at the end we shall bless your name. We thank you, O God, for preparing every heart, preparing every mind, preparing every soul to hear your word this morning. Thank you, sweet Holy Spirit, for having your way in our lives. In Jesus' name have we prayed. Amen. Beloved, God bless you so much. I'm Papa Elijah from Kingdom Minded Devotion. Please do all to share this audio sermon with a friend. Share on Facebook, on WhatsApp, share on Twitter, share everywhere on Telegram, share on Instagram, share across on Anchor. And the Lord will bless you so much. It's been five powerful days and we are ending everything this evening by 6 o'clock p.m. Honestly, I have to congratulate you. You've really done so, so, so well. It hasn't been easy, but the Lord has seen us through. And I want to assure you that your testimonies will come forth. The Lord is going to reveal himself to you, and you are going to see the presence of the living God. God bless you so much. So quickly, let me go on my last sermon for this program. And I've entitled my sermon the glory of the latter house the glory of the latter house the glory of the latter house amen from the first day throughout to the fourth day we studied that glory came from a latin word gloria which has been translated the manifestation of the Lord's presence. And so the Hebrew word is kabod. And the Jewish also translated it shakina, all to mean the glory of the Lord. After the death of Saul, the Lord raised David to become a king in Israel. And David had purposed in his heart to build a temple for the Lord. But because he was filled with blood all over his body, placing Bathsheba's husband at the topmost heated part of the battle for him to be killed so that he could have access and marry his wife, Uriah. So when Uriah was killed in the battle, David got the opportunity to marry Uriah's wife, Bathsheba. And the Bible said the Lord saw this to be a sin and punished David and even the child that they, they had out of that relationship. The Lord killed the child. So the Lord did not want David to do anything to please him. So when David proposed in his heart to build a temple for the Lord, the Lord told him that he's not worthy of that cause and that his son is rather the one that he will use to build a temple for himself. So the Lord rejected David's proposal. 
So the Lord told him that his son Solomon would rather build him the temple. So after the death of King David, Solomon became a king in Israel, the wisest king ever. And he built the Lord a magnificent temple. And all Israel rejoiced. But sin came in and destroyed them all. So they were held captive and the temple was utterly destroyed. The glory of the latter house. Whenever the Lord wants to do something, he raised a prophet for a generation. So it was not different when the Lord, after the collapse, had wanted to build another temple. So he had to raise a prophet and send him across to disseminate the word and to get people involved. You want to read something from the book of Prophet Hagar? You want to read the first chapter and then the second chapter? That is where the Lord gave command to rebuild his house. Take your Bibles along. Hagar chapter 1, verse 1 downwards. Let's read. I'm reading from the New King James Version. In the second year of Kendarius, in the sixth month, on the first day of the month, the word of the Lord came by Hagar, the prophet, to Zerubbabel, the son of Shetel, governor of Judah, and to Joshua, the son of Jehozadak, the high priest, saying, Thus speaks the Lord of hosts, saying, This people says, The time has not come, the time that the Lord's house should be built. Then the word of the Lord came by Hagar the prophet, saying, Is it time for yourself to dwell in your paneled houses? And this temple to lie in ruins? Now therefore, thus says the Lord of hosts, Consider your ways. You have sown much, and bring in little. You eat, but do not have enough. You drink, but you are not filled with drink. You clutch yourself, but no one is warm. And he who earns wages, earns wages to put into a bag with holes. Thus says the Lord of hosts, Consider your ways. Go up to the mountains and bring wood and build the temple, that I may take pleasure in it and be glorified, says the Lord. You look for much, but indeed it came to little. And when you brought it home, I blew it away. Why? Says the Lord of hosts, because of my house that is in ruins, where every one of you runs to his own house. Therefore, the heavens above you withhold the dew, and the earth withholds its fruit. For I called for a draft on the land and the mountains, and on the grain and on the new wine and the oil, on whatever ground brings forth, on men and livestock, and on all the labor of your hands. Then Zerubbabel, the son of Shetel, and Joshua, the son of Jehozadak, the high priest, with all the remnant of the people, obeyed the voice of the Lord their God, and the words of Hagar the prophet, as the Lord their God has sent him. And the people feared the presence of the Lord. Verses 13. Then Hagar, the Lord's messenger, spoke the Lord's message to the people, saying, I am with you, says the Lord. So the Lord stirred up the spirit of Zerubbabel, the son of Shetel, governor of Judah, and the spirit of Joshua, the son of Jehozadak, the high priest, and the spirit of all the remnant of people, and they came and worked on the house of the Lord of hosts, their God, on the 24th day of the sixth month, in the second year of King Darius. Beloved, this is the word of the Lord. So the Bible said after the Israelites had committed sins against God and they had ruined the temple of the Lord, the Lord wanted to do a great thing in their lives. And he raised a prophet by name Hagar to go to the people. At that time, the Bible said that 
those that went for battle, those that were taken captive, those who went, by God's grace, some of them managed to get their way back to Israel. And one of them was a governor of Judah. His father was Shetel, and his name was called Zerubbabel. So the Bible said that the Lord sent his word through the prophet to tell them that you people, you had enough to eat. And even when you don't need more cloth, you keep on wearing more cloth so as to get warm. But have you seen that I'm not giving you bounty harvest? Have you seen that your oil is not enough for you? Have you seen that when you keep your wages in your sacks, I've made holes in them that you cannot even save and they will be falling off? Can't you see that something is wrong? You are all relaxing in your houses while the house and the temple of the Lord is in ruin. Then the Lord said, consider your ways. Have a renewed mind. Change the way you do your things, people of Israel, and go up there and get some woods and come and build a temple for me for where I will find pleasure there and where I will live in there. The Bible says when the Lord sent this message through prophet Haggai, they accepted it and their spirit were quickened. So they embarked on the journey to build the temple for the Lord once again. The former temple had been collapsed. The old temple was no more functioning. And now the Lord had wanted to do a new thing. Quickly, let's go to Haggai chapter 2 verse 1 to 9. In the seventh month, on the 21st of the month, the word of the Lord came by Hagar the prophet, saying, Speak now to Zerubbabel, the son of Shetel, governor of Judah, and to Joshua, the son of Jehozadak, the high priest, and the remnant of the people, saying, Who is left among you? Who saw this temple in its former glory? And how do you see it now? In comparison with it, is this not your eyes as nothing? Is this not in your eyes as nothing? Yet, now be strong, Zerubbabel, says the Lord, and be strong, Joshua, son of Jehoshadak, the high priest, and be strong, all you people of the land, says the Lord, and what for I am with you, says the Lord of hosts, according to the word that I covenanted with you, when you came out of Egypt, so my spirit remains among you. Do not fear. Verse 6, For that says the Lord of hosts, Once more, I will shake heaven and the earth, the sea and dry land, and I will shake all the nations, and they shall come to the desire of all nations. And I will fill this temple with glory, says the Lord of hosts. <coughs> The silver is mine, and the gold is mine, says the Lord of hosts. The glory of this latter temple shall be greater than the former, says the Lord of hosts. And in this place, I will give peace, says the Lord of hosts. People of God, this is the word of God to us this morning. So the Lord again spoke through his prophet Hagar to encourage Zerubbabel to lead the force to rebuild a temple for the Lord. And the Lord promised them that he was with them and he would not leave them. And that the Lord said, anything that they would need concerning the building of the temple, he will make available. For silver and gold is his. It means that he has a way of raising money for them to build the temple, provided they are available. So the Lord said that it is not a problem when you need silver, when you need gold. It is not a problem, for everything belongs to him. Then the Lord promises them once again that after they've built the temple, he will come and live with them. And in that place, he will give them peace. Ladies and gentlemen, on this note, I want you to understand that experiencing the glory of God brings peace. Experiencing the glory of God brings wealth. 
Because for God to tell them to build a temple just by gathering some woods, it means that he is going to make provision. He's the God of providence. He's going to provide for the remaining other things they would need. So he says, silver and gold are his. It belongs to him. And so he will make that provision to them. And it wouldn't be a problem for them at all. Then the Lord gives something greater. He gives a promise that they've never heard before. Then he says, and the glory of the latter house, the glory of this present and current house you are building for the Lord now. The Lord said that glory of the latter house will be greater than the former. The glory will be greater than the one that Solomon built for God. It means that the presence of God will be so much in this temple. It means that God will come very near and close to his people. It means that God will give them peace more than the people in the time of Solomon had. It means that these people would experience God in a new way and a new dimension. It means that these people would have a fellowship and a relationship with the Lord. It means that these new people are going to experience God better and greater than the former people. (coughs) The glory of this latter house shall be greater than the former. When the Israelites who were taken captive had returned from Babylon, Bible said that when they came, God encouraged Zerubbabel and through the prophet Zechariah sent a message to him. In Zechariah 4 verse 6, he said, And the word of the Lord was sent to Zerubbabel, the governor of Judah, who led the remnant of Israel, the remaining people who were taken captive. And the Bible said the word of the Lord was sent to him, saying, that was sent to Zerubbabel saying it is not by mind or by power but it is by the spirit says the Lord of hosts that was the time when they returned and their own countrymen were battling and fighting them because as they left for battle as they were taking captives the remaining countrymen took hold of their properties of their wives and their children because they knew that they would be killed out of battle and out of slavery and they would not come back so when they saw that they had come back they were afraid that they will fight with them and take back their possessions. So nobody was willing to support them to even build the temple of the Lord. But the Lord said that his word was sent to, to Zerubbabel, to the prophet Zechariah, that it is not by their mind that they are going to build this temple. It is neither by their strength that they are going to build this temple. But the Lord said that ah, it is by his grace, it is by his strength, it is by his spirit, they are going to build once again for him. So Zerubbabel was encouraged together with Joshua, the son of Jehozadak. And the Bible said the Lord encouraged them and these people started their journey of building the temple for the Lord. So at the preaching of prophet Haggai and Zechariah the prophet, the Jewish who had returned from Babylon and were into captivity, renewed their work on the unfinished temple. So when it was finished, they could not help but compare it to the original temple built by Solomon and destroyed by the Babylonians. So in comparison, it was as nothing. But the prophets do not want them to be discouraged. They are not to despise the days of small beginnings. Hagar promises that the glory of the latter house will indeed be greater than the glory of the former as the Lord has spoken to him. So when Solomon's temple was built, it was a masterpiece. But at the time the Israelites from Ezra returned and they were asked to rebuild, it had been reduced to zero in glory. There was no beauty and there was no value. So those who saw the same temple in its former glory could not believe that they were seeing the same temple. Yet God promised by that time that he was true with them. And as they were true with it, the temple would be filled with God's greater glory. 
So this latter house would be no more preferred to the former temple during the time of King Solomon. So thereafter, God encouraged them on what to do to get there from this. I can now tell you that life is indeed is in phases. Being down in one phase does not mean that you cannot be up in the next phase. It also teaches you and I that no matter what we face today, the difficulty, the disappointment, the rejection, the failure, we should never lose hope for tomorrow. If you lose hope, you have lost everything. The Bible said that you are the temple of God today. You are more important to God than any other physical church building. Your bodies are the temple of Christ Jesus. It's your spiritual life in roots. Have you fallen into sin? And have lost hope of being forgiven? Have you lost the grace of God in a very significant way? This morning I came to tell you that do not lose hope. For the glory of the latter days shall be greater than the former. God is still interested in you. He will restore you and not just to you. He will not let you lose your glory. But to a glory and a height far beyond where you can even reach. You see, the latter house glory does not just come, except it has been provoked. This means that if you sit down and relax in your comfort zone and do nothing to provoke it, you may never see it. So to provoke your latter house glory, you must realize you need it. You must realize the need for it. You must be dissatisfied with your present state. Do not accept your present state. Do not accept your present condition until you are completely dissatisfied with your present state. You remain stuck with it. Also, you must make sure that God is with you without his presence. There is no latter house glory. In the year 2022, may I prophesy into your life that you are going to experience the presence of God. You are going to carry the glory. You are going to carry the kabod. You are going to carry the Shekinah, the glory of the Lord will be in your life. You must resist all else that will oppose your desired change. You see, such opposition will come from your flesh, it will come from your friends, from your family, from your enemies. But you must work hard, no matter how things are, you need to experience the glory of the Lord. No latter house for lazy people, the former house could be for lazy people, but the latter house glory are for people who are ready to experience the grace and the glory of God. You must do with your fear and make a covenant with God on what you need the latter house glory then you pray and see God's face until it's made manifest in your life you see I want us to look at some few things here when you read the book of Hagar chapter 1 and chapter 2 you can see some things that happen here first and foremost the Lord took them to the temple of Solomon that is the former temple and there was a backward look something in the former that is better than the presence another thing i want you to also look at is that there was an upward look meaning that verse four and five meaning that they were holding on to god for a better future the third thing i want us to look at is that there was a forward look so the first was a backward look the second was an upward look and then the third is a forward look Verse 6 to 9. They were receiving the prophecies and the promises for a better future. So it encouraged them. Now let me break them down. A, bad, a, bad word, a backward look. 
God wants us to look backward and see those things we were doing well and that we have done well before and that they are better than our current situation. Just think through. From January 2021, some of the things that you are doing well, that you did so well, that are even better than what you see yourself in now. Just think through. God wants us to remember the past to help us not to hurt ourselves, but rather that, that we may get a better future. So we are not to live in regret of the past or to carry pains of the past to today's present day, but to see how our lives now and the future can be better for you and I than the past. Our Lord is a God of progress and everything in our life should be moving forward and not to be depreciating. So we are to look backward in the following areas of our life so that we can receive the challenge for a better now and a best future. Our relationship with God should be of a concern. In 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 5, I love it so much. When the Apostle Paul was preaching to the church at Corinth, he told them that examine yourself as to whether you are in the faith. Test yourself. Do not don't do you know not do you not know yourself that Jesus Christ is in you? Unless indeed you are disqualified. The apostle told them that examine yourself as to whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves. Do you not know yourselves that Christ Jesus is in you? Unless indeed you are disqualified, people of God, for us to draw lessons from our backward experiences and get a future and a brighter one, we need to check our relationship with the Lord. In the year 2022, what relationship are you building with the Lord? You want to experience His presence. What kind of relationship are you building? You want to see the glory of God. What relationship are you building with Him? This should be of a concern to you. You see, a lot of people started well with God, but for one reason or the other, they have fallen away from His grace. They've gotten off the track. They've backslidden. But this morning, the Lord is calling you. You see, a critical examination of our present relationship with God as compared with that it used to be in the past can help us turn things around for a glorious now and a better future. Another thing that you also have to check is our zeal for the work of God. In 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 10, 9 and 10, I remember that when the when Apostle Paul was preaching his word to Timothy, his son in the Lord, he said, Timothy, be, be he said, Timothy, be diligent to come to me quickly. For Demas has forsaken me, having left this present world, and has departed for Thessalonica, Christians for Galatia, and Titus. For Damatia, be diligent to come to me quickly. Come and support the work of God here in the year 2022. You have to develop the zeal for the work of the Lord in all your youthful exuberance. You have to demonstrate the vigor, the energies. Let us see your zeal for the work of God. A lot of people today are like Demas, who were so zealous and faithful in the work of the Lord in some past time, but presently they've lost the zeal. 
There were people who started so well in the year 2021. They were worshiping God. They were going for fellowship, meetings, all the prayers and everything. But by September, they have fallen off track. They had lost their zeal. When you invite them for church service, they will not come. When they see you coming, they will be dodging. They started well with God, but now things have gone sour. The third thing that we have to church is our relationship with our family, with our church, with our friends, with our neighbors. You see, there are people who are living in peaceful and loving relationship with their members, with their church members and family and friends in the past. But have changed to something worse today. And for that matter, they cannot get closer to them. For one reason or the other known to them, they can no longer show kindness. There is no more long suffering. People are not loving again. Our commitment to growth in our spiritual and our physical life, they are so much important. You see, many that were committed to their growth and development in both the spiritual and the physical aspect of their life, they have now gone back today. They are no more committed. You cannot get people waking up and organizing morning devotion for their family. No. Now when they wake up, the first thing is to go to social media, media to check the Twitter account, to go there, to, to visit Instagram, Facebook, WhatsApp, to check their messages. Gone are the days when you wake up at dawn and you organize morning devotions in the house. Gone are the days where the children will be asked to read the scriptures. Gone are the days when everybody will be asked to give a memory verse, even before for our fathers will preach in the house but now the parents wake up at 4 a.m by 4 30 they are leaving for work they don't care about the spiritual growth of their children so when the children are growing then they go astray and so the children can now stand in the face of their parents and even insult them and disobey them why because there hasn't been any proper culture of training and nurturing gone are the days where every Saturday the children in the house are compulsory supposed to fast from 6 o'clock a.m. to 12 o'clock noon, while the parents are fasting from 6 to 6. They were building them spiritually. They were helping them to grow. Gone are the days when someone's father could even spank you, when someone's father could correct you when you did something wrong. But what is happening in our present day? You dare not advise someone's son or daughter we need that glory most people are committed to their growth and development in the spiritual and the physical things but now they backslided they have gone back in effective prayers there are no more fervent prayers. They cannot even wake up and pray. But when you give them serious, they can they can stay awake and work for over six hours continuously without eating, without drinking water or taking anything. Where have you gone wrong? And where did you go wrong? When are we going back to the effective prayers, the prayers on the on the on the on the field, the prayers we used to have in our clandestine moment, in our secret places? There were days that people will be even in the washroom and they are praying. People who are even buffing and they are praying. But what is happening now? People don't even want to pray. But you want to see the presence of God. Gone are the days that you see people studying the Bible diligently. Studying the word of God. They were faithfully attending church. And they were willing to participate in any spiritual activity that went on. Fasting and prayers. But now what do we see? But we are still yearning for the latter glory. Let me tell you that it is not everybody listening to this sermon that is going to enjoy the presence of God. It is not everybody listening to this sermon is going to enjoy the latter glory. Why? Because you are not in the position to receive the latter glory. Those who receive the latter glory, they have prepared themselves for that. We are celebrating the birth of Christ. 
It is just a remembrance ceremony to remember that a Savior has been born to us and that he came to die for you and I and that you have to make this count and you do not have to live in your sins but rather let his name, the name Emmanuel, meaning God is with us, let the name remain with you and as he is a savior for you, be reminded of your salvation and so what is so different from fasting and praying during this wonderful festivity, it is even the best thing you can ever get, but yes though, people are not fasting, this is the last day of our fast, they have not even fasted one day, but they are still there and responding, amen, 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 you are not going to see the glory of the latter house you see people are no more committed even to the academic excellence they are not committed to their business progress they are not committed to development have you forgotten what Paul told Timothy? He said, Timothy, study to show thyself that proved as a workman of God you need not to be ashamed of yourself there should be hope for us of a heaven and we should anticipate his return. That is the second coming of the Lord. Most people have lost hope of the eternity in heaven, probably due to life challenges and the delay in the coming of the Lord. But let me tell you one thing, wherever it be, however it goes, Jesus will come back again. So let's prepare ourselves to meet him in glory. The second thing I also want to talk about is an upward look. You see, no matter how our present can be compared with the past, we must never be discouraged. But rather, we need to look up to God for a better now and a glorious future. We should develop absolute faith in God. Because his words and his power, they are necessary condition to help us work with him and be blessed by him. Also, we have to look upward, trusting God for help in whatsoever situation we find ourselves. In Proverbs chapter 3 verse 5, Bible says, Commit your ways to the Lord and lean not on your own understanding. Acknowledge him in all your ways and he shall indeed direct your path. So in Proverbs chapter 4, the Bible said that now, wisdom is the principal thing. In all your doings, gain wisdom. In all your getting, get understanding. Don't do anything of your own. Go before the Lord in prayer. Inquire from the Lord. Direction as to where to go. And with the Lord's leading, you become successful and prosperous. You see... We are not to depend on our power, on our experiences, or our abilities, because they will fail us. The Bible said that when, when they were in the boat, and there was a great tempest, storm, and wind, the Bible said that Jesus Christ was asleep on a pillow. Peter, James, John, the brother of Jesus, with so much sense, Peter with so much experience, they did whatever they could do, but still the water was coming into their boat, and their boat was sinking, and they realized that they were with the master, but the master was asleep, so they went there, the Bible says he was turned asleep, he was deep asleep, the Bible said they went there, and they called him and said, master, can't you see that we are drowning, and you are fast asleep on the pillow, Bible said when Jesus woke up, he rebuked the waves and the storm and everything calmed down and the disciples were so astonished the disciples were so flabbergasted the disciples were so amazed and the disciples said that what kind of man is this that he speaks to the wind and the wind and the tempest storm he hears his voice you see it is not about your experience it's about the glory of God. Peter had more experience than Jesus when it comes to the fish, fishing business. Peter had more experience. Peter was the one that told God, he told Jesus, that, that teacher, 
we have toiled all night and we did not get any fish then jesus is telling him that launch your net into the deep and you shall get some fish then he says sir this is my field for the spiritual aspect we know it belongs to you but this is a physical thing the moment we can get more fishes is at night but we've thrown our nets into the sea and till morning we've not gotten anything but here you are telling us to latch into the deep once again if it had not been you we will not do this thing but as you said we will give it a try then the bible said as they line their net into the deep the bible said they've got many fishes and their boats were full even they had to call for extra help for people to bring their boats and to come and assist them draw out their net because they've got many fishes without the glory of god your experience will fail you your abilities will fail you we are not to put our trust in other men in their connection and their influences with people of high position but only we are to trust in the lord god almighty make your request made known to god in prayer and supplication as paul spoke to the church at philippi in philippians 4 6 and 7 he says make your request made known to god in the year 2022 make your request made known to god in prayer and by supplication even though god knows our needs but he desires and commands us to discuss them with him in prayer and thanksgiving and that is when he will come in our way for us stand on the promises of god do not depart from it when you are praying remind god of what he has promised you be firm on that stand on it and pray you see we must believe and depend on the promises of god that he has given us in his word even when situations appear to be contrary to what he has said don't give up remind him of his covenant with you obey completely what the lord tells you you see a biblical evidence of our love for god is the willingness and the readiness to obey him at all times not sometimes at all times partial obedience is no obedience at all it is better to obey than not to obey in a halfway we must depend on his grace to obey him at all times even when his command seems foolish or might be difficult for us to carry it out just be obedient cultivate the attitude of praising and thanking god let it be part of you let it be an attitude of you be praising and thanking god alone in the year 2022 do that thing and you will see the glory of god you see one thing i've studied about god is that he is not pleased with people who are murmuring and complaining about their situation but he delights in those that can praise him and give him thanks over every situation they find themselves so from january to december 2021 it is not a matter of memory and whining and complaining about your situation and the difficulties in life but it is about you taking delight and praising god and giving him thanks even in your situation for he is far bigger than your situation and he will draw you out of that problem in first thessalonians 5 18 when paul wrote to the church at thessalonica he told them that give thanks to god at all times hey brother and now let's look at the forward look the forward look 
Philippians chapter 3, verse 12 to 40. Philippians chapter 3, verse 12 to 40. Not as though I had already attained, either were already perfect, but I follow after, if that I may apprehend that which also I am apprehended of Christ Jesus. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things that are behind, and reaching forth unto those things which are before me. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Hey! So this is what Paul was telling the church at Philippi. He was telling them that I, I forget about the things that are behind me that are past. I don't want to bring the things that are in my past, but rather I am yearning towards the things that are ahead so that I will get the prize and the glory that the Lord has reserved for me. So I press on. Ladies and gentlemen, under the sound of my voice, forget about the bad things that happened to you in 2021. Forget about the New Year's resolution that did not come to pass. Forget about the failures. Forget about how things were slow. Forget about the disappointment. Forget about the rejection. Forget about the demotion. Forget about anything that worked against you. Forget about everything. I want you to press forward because you need a latter glory. You do not need the former glory. You need a latter glory. Just push on. Just press forward. The Lord is with you. You will become successful. You will find grace. The Lord will be with you and guide you and grant you all the things that you need. We must never allow our lives to get stuck in one place. We need to forget whatever thing is in the past and believe God for a better future because he has promised us. There are prophecies and promises for us in the Bible assuring us of a glorious end, not minding what the past or the present is indicating. There are also prophetic utterances that came to us during the year. We faithfully participated in all the church programs, listening to the sermons, the word of God, joining all the prayer meetings, giving all the fat offerings and everything but i came to tell you that forget about everything that is in the past just yearn towards what is ahead of you the lord would establish it for four or five years ago you have you got a prophecy that you marry you do well in your job the family will do well but yes you've not seen anything you've not given birth you are jobless things are not going as expected i came to tell you that forget about your past the lord is doing a new thing in your life the lord is bringing a change in your life the Lord is going to do a great thing in your life. We must receive them with gladness and believe God for the fulfillment and the manifestation of those words for our glorious future. All these prophecies and promises are meant for our blessings in all run progress in this world and in one to come. In Hagar chapter 2 verse 9, you saw that God gave us a promise that the glory of the latter house shall be more than the former. Whatever the former is in our lives, the latter shall be bigger, it shall be greater, it shall be better and more enjoyable to us. You see, the Lord has promised us of his presence. As seen in Matthew chapter 18 verse 20, which says, For where two or more are gathered together in my name, there I am in their midst. The Lord has also promised us of his peace. In Philippians chapter 4 verse 7, he promised us his peace, saying that the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep our hearts and mind through Jesus Christ. You see, another thing is that the Lord has promised us of his power, which was given to us in Matthew chapter 28 verse 12. He promised us of his power. Matthew 28, verse 12. And when they were assembled with the elders and are taking counsel, they gave large money unto the soldiers, saying, Say ye, his disciples came by night 
and stole him away from where we slept. And if he come to the governor's ears, we will persuade him and secure you. So they took money and did as they were taught. And this was reported among the Jewish unto this day. Then the eleven disciples went away unto Galilee, unto a mountain where Jesus had appointed them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him. But some doubted. And Jesus came and spoke unto them, saying, All power is given to me in heaven and on earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things. Whatsoever I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. So the Lord gave them power. The Lord has promised of his provision. In Philippians 4.19, he promised us of his provision. The promise of his coming. He promised to come again and receive us unto a greater glory in heaven. You see, the prophecy that the glory of the latter house shall be more than the former calls for our backward look to see areas of our life. Now we need to make amendments for a better future. It calls for a total trust and dependence on God for a glorious transformation of our lives and a situation for a better future. And also, it calls for our holding on to the promises of God until we see the manifestation in our life for a better now and a glorious tomorrow. We can look at some examples in the Bible where people saw the latter glory of God and Abraham in Genesis chapter 24 verse 35 Bible said that he was described to be a great man but the Lord raised his son Isaac who described him to be a very great a very great man you see Elijah performed many miracles but the Lord raised Elisha to perform more greater miracles so the last miracle of Elijah became the first miracle of Elisha when he has used the clock to pass the river into two and cross. Look at the story of Prophet Eli and Samuel. Samuel lived with Prophet Eli after his birth because of the promise of his mother Hannah. And at the end, the Lord raised Samuel to become a judge and a priest for Israel, anointing David and anointing so many kids. Look at the story of Moses and Joshua. When the Lord had killed Moses, he took on Joshua and Caleb and led the people to the promised land in Cana. Hey, may I prophesy to somebody that in the year 2022, it is going to be better than 2021. In the year 2022, the things that you are not able to do, you will do and do and do and do and do more and better and better and better because the glory of the latter house shall be greater than the former. Look at the story of Peter. After he had denied Jesus for three times, the Bible said after everything, Peter was able to stand and preach and in a day, he won 3,000 souls for the Lord. The glory of the latter house shall be greater than the former. All you have to do is to realize the present isn't the best you can achieve. There is a future for you. Do not be satisfied with your present situation. Press on. Resist all odds. Work hard. No latter glory comes for lazy people. Strengthen your spiritual life. Strengthen your worship with the Lord. Strengthen your relationship with the Lord. Deal with all your fears. Make a covenant with God concerning what you want to do in the latter glory. Pray that your latter glory will come into manifestation. The glory of the latter house signifies God's unlimited possibility. And when the God of possibilities meet with the men of impossibilities the god of possibility is able to overcome them and make that which was not in existence come in existence 
and make that which was not possible to become possible. Ladies and gentlemen, under the sound of my voice, the glory of the latter house shall be greater than the former. Wherever you are, I want to pray with you quickly, quickly, quickly. We want to lift up a prayer. We want to pray, oh God, that let our glory of the latter house, let it be mightier and greater than the former. Let our glory in 2022 be better. Let our glory be better and mightier. In the name of Jesus. The glory of the latter house shall be greater than the former. Pray, 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 pray. Reku arakate shate. Rondi miaros kradebe. Ibarua sate paywanta. Ekerika rekatarbu kadosa. Aranta nama kadosa. Aranta rose brandure. Rebarosi baraduskepe. Rakate manuse. Alapalala balosa rarabereya. Rabos 
In the name of Jesus. Beloved, I pray with you. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you this morning. Spirit divine, we thank you for your grace. We thank you, oh God, for what you've done in our lives. We started from day one with you, oh God. We appreciate you for the strength. Thank you for strengthening us till now. Spirit divine, we thank you for what you've done in our lives. May your name be praised and may your name be exalted. We adore and exalt your name for what you've done in our lives. Father Lord, we pray this day that let us see your glory. Let us see the manifestation power of yours. In the year 2022, we want to experience your presence. We want to experience the kabod. We want to experience the shakaina. We want to experience the glory. Father, we pray. May you grant it unto us. Let there be manifestation of your presence like never before. In the name of Jesus. We thank you for doing this in our lives. In Jesus' name have we prayed. Amen. Beloved, God bless you so much. This is the climax of our program. Today is the last day. I encourage you not to give up. Keep on fasting. Keep on listening to the sermon. You can go over from day one to the last day. Meditate on it. The Lord will speak with you. You get a mystery out of it. You get a blessing out of it. 
and the Lord will honor you and bless you. Keep on praying during daytime. We shall come your way with prayer bullets and you pray along with. Do not give up. You did not come this far to break the fast. Last year, it was days of his power and that was seven days fasting. It was fruit fasting. And this year is five days. And this one, after 6 p.m., you can eat any kind of food. Do not give up. I came to tell you that you are very strong and you can finish this journey. May the Lord grant you the strength in the name of Jesus. I want to appreciate people who have supported this program and made it so great. I want to appreciate Kingdom Mandate Devotion UG Coordinator Cordy Isaiah. God bless you so much. He doubles also as the head of IT. He has been doing all the technical works. And then from day one till now, if people are able to hear our sermons on Facebook, on Telegram, on Instagram, and all other platforms, he's the one who worked on the Anchor app and is able to get the audio voice in a form of a link for people to also enjoy. God bless you so much, Isaiah. He's been very loyal and faithful to the service of God. May the Lord bless you so much. Also, the men and women of God who supported with all the prayer bullets and the short sermons, I want to appreciate you, Pastor Charles Darko. God bless you so much, Suffer Charles. The way he's, he's feeling so cold, in the weather abroad and still working for the Lord and doing all these great mighty works. God bless you so much, Suffer Charles. Pastor Richard Archer, man of God, I salute you. God bless you so much for the powerful word and prayers. Former Presley AJ, former President KMD UG, God bless you so much, Mommy. God bless you so much, KMD Prayer Secretary. Nanaya, God bless you. God bless you so much, Mommy Nancy. She's been very helpful. Mommy Nancy, former Pressy AJ, former Pressy Hillary. They have been supporting me with the daily fruit of the day devotional guide. They've been preparing alongside with me. God bless you so much for your effort and your support. God bless you so much. KMD UCC Prayer Secretary Osofu Joseph. God bless you so much, KMD, KNUST coordinator, Pastor Prince Opoku Ajumai. God bless you for the powerful prayers. God bless you so much, KMD. He also doubles as the KMD, KNUST coordinator. God bless you, former KMD UG, Pressy, Pressy Hillary. Thank you for the powerful word and the powerful prayers. God bless you all, and God bless all those who sold seed monies to support us, to buy credits, to be able to buy data, and share the word of God across. God bless you so much, former Pressy Kingsley. God bless you so much, Olga. I'm most grateful. God bless you for the seed monies. People of God, the last person I want to appreciate so much it's you. You've done so well. The Lord bless you and reward you. I pray that anything you touch is blessed. May the grace of God carry you through. Even as we end the fasting this evening, let's prepare ourselves for the first of January 2022. Let the prophet speak. That is the time where I reveal the mind of God, the prophecies and visions for the year 2022 so that we pray and the Lord guides us. And very soon, the phoning program will come for you to also get the opportunity to call and receive a prophecy to guide your life in the year 2022. The Lord bless you all. I'm most grateful. That is coming from Kingdom and the Devotion. And I'm Papa Elijah. The Lord bless you. Fasting ends at 6 o'clock p.m. Do not break now. Keep on fasting and keep on praying. Shalom.